Hello and welcome to another episode of the Coastline Covenant Podcast. This week is very dear to my heart because we are talking about camp. I will be at Hume SoCal all of next week with our high school students having a good time. And so I wanted to grab Sean and Garrick to talk about the importance of camp and the excitement that surrounds camp. Sean and Garrick talk about their experiences at camp. We talk about how those minor moments at camp shape our faith as adults. We talk about camps as Sabbath. And we also talk about how you, as a Coastline member, can rally around our students even if you aren't coming to camp. So hope you put this episode on and you go back in your brain to those times where you were at camp as a high school or junior high or a college student, those times that you were tired and smelly and hungry, but you had the best time of your life worshiping God in a foreign area with your friends. Um, thanks for listening and make sure you get your questions in soon to have your chance to win Tim Murray's book, Planting a Church Without Losing Your Soul. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week and every week after that. Another episode of the Coastline Covenant Podcast, easily my fourth favorite part of my job, the Coastline Podcast. <laughs> I'm kind of curious what number three is, um, or did you just pull four out of the air? I would have to really take some time to think about that. <laughs> it's having a Hawaiian shaved ice spot right below our offices. I haven't ever gone, and I never will. Oh, my goodness. I don't like that kind of stuff. Why do you have to be so difficult Hurts about that? It hurts my stomach. It's, oh, it, this is the second time this week Sean has called me difficult, by the way. The first one was about bookshelves, and now he's you talking. Were, <laughs> you, we you, were just trying to bless you with a bookshelf that functioned, and you're such, my bookshelves are you're fine. such a minimalist that you're fine with your okay. trashy bookshelves. Friends, if you could see his bookshelves, they aspire to be IKEA bookshelves. Like that yeah. is their dream. Like one day with hard work, yeah. one day they might get to that level of yeah. poor quality. I, I've seen things on the street that are in better shape. Okay. That's the truth, right? Yeah. Getting totally. roasted. Yeah. I think that... <laughs> the goodwill would turn away at those bookshelves. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever been accused of being a minimalist. I, I would say I live my life as a maximalist. Okay. I, I'm, I'm the exact opposite of a minimalist. <laughs> There's a whole world of desserts that you're missing out on. Shaved ice hurts my stomach. It's too that sugary. isn't real. It's 100% real. I don't understand how that's not real. I don't real. know why you guys are arguing so much. It's the donut shop that matters. It's literally frozen water. Can we all just agree? Frozen water can't With hurt your sugar, stomach. With sugar, Sean. <laughs> frozen water is just ice, and ice doesn't hurt my stomach. Yeah, I'll concede that point. Ice doesn't hurt my stomach. But sugar, a lot of sugar. But let's just come to the agreement that Supreme X is the best. It's really great. Shout out to the taco shop right below us. Seriously. Chili Verde Taco there is it's really good. insane. It's really good. Their California burrito is pretty yes, excellent, too. The menu is awesome they're yeah. great anyway yeah how do you not, guys feel about the salsa there it's good yeah it's I good i think it's good i think it's good sometimes i have to convince myself that it's good check out offer code coastline uh at supreme x <laughs> for 50 percent off your next anyway <laughs> anyway we are getting wildly off track i have been running around with my head on fire since like march or since i was born but also since march <laughs> because it's Camp, yeah. camp, camp, camp. It's pretty much all I've been doing and thinking about in this role. Um, when we started Coastline, even before we were doing services, when we were just meeting, just the four of us, camp was always part of the conversation. Are we going to do a summer camp this year? Obviously, COVID was a big uh, you know, factor in all of this, but we are going to summer camp. And by the time people are listening to this, oh, no, next week. We'll be at camp next week after people are listening to this, which yeah. is so exciting. So I I love camp. As a youth pastor, if you don't like camp, that's you know that's a huge part of the job. You, you, you should definitely 
rethink your calling if you don't yeah. like camp. But um, I got Sean and Garrick here because I wanted to just talk about camp. I know they've both had good experiences at camp and um, just want to talk about the importance of it and also how Coastline community, how the Coastline family can rally around our Coastline youth while they're at camp. Um, and so I'm really excited. I could do a whole sub podcast on camps, a whole second season or something. But Just on camp stories. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. like there, there are literally... Things, things I've seen at camp that like, it feels like I'm in the twilight zone mm-hmm. and it has to do with the lack of sleep and like 16 year olds who haven't eaten anything besides starch for five days. <laughs> like there's a lot happening there, but yeah, there are some crazy stories, but I'll open up to you guys. What are some crazy or some memorable camp stories that you guys had, um, in your time at camp? I know Sean was a high school pastor for a year or two. And then Garrick, you've, you've probably been around camps. You've maybe, yep. you know, interacted. I've gone to camp. You've gone to camp, right? Yep. So, so yep. you guys Spend have my any, time. any memorable stories that stick out? I'll defer to you, man. I just, I'm afraid my stories are going to be so dramatic that whatever you share is going to pale in comparison <laughs> to that's, So you have to go first. That's, that's probably that's true. First. That's probably true. Um, I mean, I, I think I, I just remember kind of in general how much I enjoyed camp, how much fun I had. And a lot of that was, um, I don't know, rallied around just opportunity to be with people and, and to be away from what I knew. So I, I don't know if I have like a great story that I remember other than I have a lot of like small moments that were really, really meaningful, you know, from like, um, getting together with guys late at night and raiding camps, mm-hmm. um, raiding other people's rooms, and then also my room being raided. Oh. Um, I, you know, th- that's the kind of stuff that, that brings so much immediate energy and excitement that you just you never forget. I mean, mm-hmm. I for, I remember like four guys coming in in all black. I think I was a sophomore, and the seniors had come in, the senior guys, and they came in um, like to raid, and and they were throwing like stuff in our cabin and on us. And I think we were so excited as sophomores to like try to stand up for our cabin that we were like trying to push them out the door and like run them down. And of course, we couldn't. But I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just a memory that stays with you. Yeah. Like, I think we were bonded like, Oh, we've got to protect our turf, you know? Um, and it was nothing malicious. It was just like good camp fun for sure. You know? So stuff like that. And then I'll also never forget, uh, my good friend who was like the morning DJ at, uh, Alpine yeah. decided that it would be a really good idea to, uh, share with the whole camp. Uh, every, all the guys in our, in our cabin had the night before had shared like, you know, <gasps> interest of like girls oh, they were interested in. I thought it was going to go like deep, dark secrets. No, no, no. <laughs> just, just like girls that we were, you know, kind of interested in and kind of scoping on. And he thought it'd be really fun to just release that information to That's the whole so camp. Good. And as a, what year did that happen? Doing the Lord's work. That was my junior year. Yeah. yeah maybe it was the Lord's work. I didn't feel like There's it was the, people I did not feel like it was the Lord's work. There's people who entered into relationships because of that little that shared their own. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I was fine morning wake up show. Yeah. I was more private. And so I was mortified, mm-hmm. but you know, by God's grace, here I am. I'm still alive. I yeah. mean, that wasn't going to kill you. I felt like yeah. it yeah. in the <laughs> moment. You're 13. Dude, in the, in the moment, <laughs> yeah. in the moment, I totally did. Yeah. yeah. I, you nailed it, right? Those memories stay with you. Oh yeah. And I think about experiences with camp and like, I couldn't, I can't remember the theme. I can't remember the speaker. can't remember the worship band, but those memories of like bonding and mm-hmm. all that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. 
Sean, what about you? Maybe, maybe from yours on the other end, not as a student, but as a youth pastor. Well, there's all the, there's the stories that stand out to you because they were so crazy in the moment that you just couldn't believe they're happening, right? Like losing students on an island oh, yeah. in the Delta uh, and trying to get them off once we found them. Uh, we had a staff who broke their back on the uh, tube run at mm. Alpine during winter camp. Oh, I remember that. That was intense. Uh, we had a, a just a really difficult student who broke into a barn while we're in a uh, a city, and the police came and threatened to arrest them. <laughs> I'm shaking my fist because that was me. That, that was, was my story. You. That was your story. <laughs> it's it's a it's that yeah, was you. The the barn house twelve or whatever we were. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, that was like the. I mean. That's what the thing about camp. <laughs> For some reason, your normal like, oh, this is how you act in a society goes away. And <laughs> you know, th- this is why though, it is uh, at a camp, Christian kids can do uh, can do like Christian level rebellion, and it feels really That's dangerous, good. and it feels really profound that you're doing something that is wildly irresponsible. But really, you're just out of your cabin at ten thirty at yeah. night. Yeah, and so it yeah. feels like it. It gives you all yeah. the feeling of danger without actually being it. And then you take a little bit of that with you into the real world where suddenly you think there's a barn, I can go into it and you can't. Yeah, no, we couldn't. And that's, that is such a good word, yeah. like Christian level rebellion. Yeah. Cause that's what it is. Yeah, it is. And with that comes, uh, the l- dozens of stories of seeing God really show up and touch kids' lives and change their hearts in ways that made lasting impacts on who they are now and for eternity and seeing that happen every year to camp. And yeah, I mean, for me as a pastor, I think I, I think I told you, I probably attended 30 to 35 camps as a pastor and mm-hmm. as a volunteer leader. I mean, just a tremendous amount and just saw God do a ton of stuff. And that's how I became a Christian too, yeah. was at a camp like that. So I know that it's, it's a key thing that God uses in people's lives. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. And I was wondering how much of your guys' adult Christian faith was shaped? I mean, you just said you became a Christian at camp, but how much of your adult Christian life has been shaped by moments at camp or on a retreat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, uh, I don't, th- that moment of real conversion for me at camp, I've never lost the sense of realizing both the weight of my sin in that moment, and also the grace in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. In that moment, at camp, realizing those two things were pivotal, because I think largely as a Christian kid, I just assumed that I was decent and assumed that Jesus was boring. And so neither (laughs) thing was really that dynamic to me, because I just was so familiar to it. And suddenly, Mm -hmm. when I really heard the gospel, not that I hadn't heard it before, but for some reason, on that time, in that place realizing that I was needy and realizing that I didn't deserve it and yet it was available to me, the wonder of that's never lost, uh, has been lost on me. And I think it still fuels a lot of what I try to do in ministry, which is give people similar encounters in the scriptures with God to realize their need and his greatness. And mm. that's, I'm always trying to help people find what I found in that moment. And the genesis of that feeling was camp. It's camp, yeah. yeah. It happens at a camp with a Michael W. Smith video with... <gasps> It did not age well. If you go watch Secret Ambition right now on YouTube, you can do this. <laughs> go watch it. it. It does not age well yet. I think I know of 10, 15 of my friends who that's how they became a Christian was through a, a silly music video. I mean, God uses so many different things, but mm-hmm. it's profound. Mm-hmm. On Cry Night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think for me, it has shaped 
my awareness of how the Lord tends to operate in my life. And I couldn't put it in that language, obviously, as a student, but as you look back on it, because I think so much of how I walk with the Lord, listen to the Lord, reflect on what he's doing in my life happens out and away from from kind of the grind of like where you, like your home, your right. office. So I think just being out in nature is such an important piece to my journey of faith. I, I have to believe that that has a big part of God grabbing a hold of me and speaking some very important uh, biblical truths in the context of camp where you're away and you're not in your normal daily rhythm. You're away and so you're focused. And, you know, as a student, your camp is kind of focused on fun and the Lord. And I think, you know, being excited about both and giving space to both. Um, I, I think there's something deep in me and you, and you hear it now with Coastline when we talk about, you know, our um, mission statement of really wanting to make joyful and courageous followers of Jesus. Like that joyful aspect comes, mm. I think in part from the reality of like camp was always a reminder, like what Sean said, like before camp, you think like, oh, Jesus, church, boring often, but you get away and you realize, no, he's he's not boring at all. And the community of faith that I'm connected to, my friends, my cabin, you know, is not boring at all. Um, and I think that's that's really formative. You know, I think it's been formative for me and I think it's formative for everybody who experiences camp. It's good. That's really good. I, I think that it's such a fun reminder to tell students like God wants you to have fun. Mm -hmm. Like your life doesn't have to be boring. And like camp is an adventure. I mean, you're out late, you're eating terrible food and you're also having a lot of fun. And then there is a serious element there, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and something for me, like I just am always reminded as like, of like God's providence in camp. I always sense like God always gives you exactly what you need for that camp, especially on my end as a leader. Um, you always go into camp feeling like you're not prepared. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, a lot of paperwork, a lot of ad admin stuff. And then there's like just a lot of the pastoral stuff. Like we have 18, you know, 19 kids coming to camp this week and there's 19 different stories there. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I would love to be able to like sit with them for an hour each beforehand and like, okay, where are you at going into this week? You know, but we don't have that. And so it's kind of improv, like grabbing time in the cars, grabbing time at dinner. And, and that's to me like so fun. Cause at the end of it, I feel like, oh my gosh, I didn't get enough time with like student A. And then student A comes up to me after like, man, that conversation was so good. That chapel was so good. I'm like, oh, cool. Like I, I, I did what I needed to do and the Holy Spirit filled in the gaps. Mm -hmm. And that's like this whole story of camp this year at coastline. Yeah. If I, if I may digress for a moment, this, the story of how we got Co Hume coastline is crazy. We started coastline January. I was like, Oh, let's look at summer camp. So I jump on Hume, see their opening at Hume SoCal. And I say, let's do it. So I reserve just some spots. And I tell you again and again that Hume is one of the best camps around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, I know. It's really incredible. You and every other Christian in the world. I mean, going to Biola, yeah. you cannot escape a Hume water bottle or sweatshirt or whatever. So I hear about Hume and, and Hume SoCal's brand new. I'm like, all right, let's go for it. So I, I reserve some spots, and then I forget about it. Just like I just reserve them, and they're done. I haven't put any money down. I've barely even put in my email in. So then it's like March. And I was on a, coincidentally, I was on a COVID um, quarantine because I was exposed pre-vax and we were Zooming and someone in the meeting was like, what's the update on summer camp? And I was like, oh, you know what? Let me, uh, let me check. And I see that Hume's full. Hume SoCal's full. I'm like, man, I was so close. Like we were going to go. Mm -hmm. And then I saw that I could sign in. So I signed in and it's like, you still have 50 spots in your cart. And I was like, oh. 
I, I hacked it. I gave her the system. So I got those spots and, and then that was that we were, we were rolling for camp. And so nice. that's Providence, right? Yeah. Like I didn't need to worry about camp in February. Mm-hmm. And the second we needed yeah. to do camp, you know, it came back around and Hume has been awesome. They've been really, really, really helpful. And that, that, that was a cool moment. That was mm-hmm. a really fun moment to be able to say, Oh yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's cool. But Lord's got plans. He's yeah. got plans for this camp. Yeah, I think he does. I mm-hmm. think he really does. Um, and I think a big, plan with camp is rest and Sabbath. Uh, and a couple weeks ago we talked about Sabbath and a part of it was like retreat. Um, talk to me about the balance at like a camp, especially as a student, like to find Sabbath time in the midst of fun, in the midst of everything else happening. Like well, if a student's listening right now and they want to get the most out of camp, there's obviously like go to chapel, dive in, do everything. But like, what would you say to the student who like needs some space and some rest from their life? Like how could they get the most out of camp this year? Well, let me give you two thoughts. I think that our our kids, our students, have spent a lot of time this last year at home, separated from relationships. I mean, they've kind of were able to rebound at the second half, but this is a chance to really live in community with people. And so of all years, I would say, don't sleep. Like, honestly, I would say... <laughs> Wait, staff should... right now are saying, no, please sleep. No, 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 no I'm Please get High some sleep. Students, if you're listening to me, do not sleep. Talk to every cute girl that you see. Do all of the quiet times. Play every game. Be on stage as much as possible. Raise your hands up for every song. Do it because we had a year where we couldn't do any of those things. That's true. This is really a year for you to uh, not sit on the sidelines and watch things happen, but to be a part of everything happening. And I think uh, you've had your rest. Go Mm. play. This is a year to go play. Really go play. And I think play can also be rest. Yeah. You know, if, if Sabbath is a, a break and a resting from the normal rhythms of life, yeah. you know, there's a lot less play even beyond COVID. I mean, yeah. like being on your phone, being on your computer, mm-hmm. video games, TikTok, all that stuff like that takes away from the play and the fun mm-hmm. and the joy. So that's a good word. Yeah, I, like and I, would I say, mean, I don't like that at all. No. Because like, I have to deal with your kids when they don't sleep. Yeah. But I like that a lot. But I would say also in a world that's mediated so often through screens, camp gives you a chance to be face-to-face. Yeah. yeah. That is massively important for students. Your development as a person, as a human being, to uh, have meaningful conversations with adults in peers face-to-face that don't involve a screen or a keyboard or a mouse. So it's important mm. for that. And I'll, I'll say this, too. Um I really think that camp is, is is one of the closest places that we get to on this earth to experiencing heaven. I agree. Which is an entire world that is centered around worship and around God. Um, and that's what you get. Multiple times of worship, devotion, times in the scriptures, times being with the body of Christ. You're someplace beautiful. You're out in creation. Uh, the pressures of life have largely gone away, and you're simply delighting in God himself and in his family. And so be present in that. Um, I I know that kids are going to have their phones and there's going to be things to check on them and stuff like that. Don't miss out on the profound experience of the body and of God uh, really in a unique way that you're not going to experience again outside of heaven one day. Hmm. Mm Yeah. I'm... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mic drop. How about that one, people? Um. I would add to that two two things. Oh, he would add to it. I would Sorry, I would add I, I would add I would add to the mic drop if you can do such a thing. Drop the other mic. Yeah, pick uh, it up and no. And drop it. I think just encouraging um, 
particularly like the the juniors and seniors yeah. kind of in the camp experience to go fully after it. Um, but then also to be intentional. I like what Sean said about this is an opportunity to be face to face. And I would want to encourage every student to think about how do I get face to face with my friends? How do I get face to face with, um, you know, students that are younger than me um, and the important role that they play there. So it's, it's kind of this, how do you really invest in all that's going on with the worship? I think Sean's right. You got to go after that and, and the time with the Lord and time with friends and just thinking about trying to spend your whole camp really face to face, right? With friends, with people who aren't friends yet, who can become friends. And then also thinking about when you are in that kind of study time, quiet time, how are the Hume's going to do it? Just reminding yourself that you're face to face with God that it's not just some booklet, that it's not some like, hey, I'm just opening the Bible because that's what you do at camp. But to really see it as, as you sit with a friend face-to-face and enjoy camp and talk about your great experiences, you're sitting face-to-face with God. Um, and to go after that and to enjoy that too. Here's the other piece that I would add. And I don't know if it doesn't really relate to Sabbath, but I feel like it's important. Say it, brother. I'll never forget, I went to, and this was older, I think it was like my freshman year in college and I went to um, Forest Home mm-hmm. uh, College Briefing. And I wasn't really friends with anybody in the college ministry. I'd been away at school. It must've been between my freshman and sophomore year. And I decided to go ahead and go. And I didn't know many people there. And I just had so many awkward moments, Mm. right? And I was really kind of bummed because I had this expectation of camp was going to be eternally energetic and fun. And it was in times. And then I had other times where I just had really these awkward moments where I realized I'm not really well connected to the people here, right? And, and I share that story because in those moments, God had something for me too. Like there was something that he shaped on the other end of that experience. So it's yeah. just kind of this encouragement if any students listening, like, I, you know, you may not, but if you do have some awkward moments at camp, remember that, that God is in working in that too. So, right. so don't freak out. And that's something that I have to address a lot. And Sean, I'm sure you can resonate with this, the idea of like a camp high. Mm -hmm. And like, there's, I think this expectation that students have that camp is like a binary thing. I go, I have fun. I come home, I'm better. Mm -hmm. And when one of those things is thrown off, you know, maybe it's a a speaker they're not like into, or they don't like the camp song or whatever. They have a bad experience or they come home and they're falling into the same things that they've been doing before camp. They're like, Oh, something, something's off with God. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that we project so much of our faith based on like the experience of camp. And so I I like what you said, Garrick, about like in those awkward moments, those still matter. Mm -hmm. And I bet like, you know, you two are on the couch right now talking, but if I got someone else in the coastline family who had been to camp, they would say maybe, Oh, the awkward moments of camp were actually the best for me. Like looking back, I can reframe them and say, well, that was when I felt God moving the most. Mm -hmm. Um, so every moment matters at camp and we got to do every moment face to face. I really like that a lot. I think that's really profound. And it's the cumulative effect of camp highs, I think, that really lead to growing in the Lord. It's not one, it, well, I'll say this, for me, it was one that changed my life forever. But right. for sure, what you have on the mountain isn't the same that you have back at home. Right. Just life's different, right? Yeah. But it's the cumulative effect of of meeting God and having those experiences with Him that slowly uh, open up your heart to Him, give you a greater understanding of Him, make you want to pursue Him even more. And help you really grow long term. Yes. Because guess what? Life is going to be filled with moments of a lot of right. intimacy with God in dry seasons as well. Right. And to think that they can't happen at a camp 
mm-hmm. is like foolish, mm-hmm. you know? So that, that I really like that a lot. And that's helpful for me to hear too. I mean, I have so being vulnerable, like I have so many expectations for this year. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build a culture. Like this is the first thing our youth group's like pretty much doing, mm-hmm. you know, we've been meeting on Tuesday nights and it's been rad. That's the number one favorite part of my mm-hmm. job meeting on Tuesday nights. And then I guess junior high on Sundays is my second favorite. And Snow then cones. my third favorite is avoiding snow clone cones. And then my fourth, <laughs> but I'm um, glad you identified the third for yeah, me. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. But you know, all that to say, like I have so many expectations going into this mm-hmm. week and I'm doing my best to just shed those and just be excited about camp. Like my only expectation is to like have a good time. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, that's reasonable. Hume is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last question then, uh, you know, coastline is family. That's our whole thing. And, 99% of the family are not coming to Hume. <laughs> so I'm sure that yeah. people are listening and it maybe is evoking some fun, nostalgic memories or some excitement, but like people are probably like, what's, what's the deal? But I, I have found in my experience as a youth pastor, the church really um, succeeds when they all rally around what's happening. Mm-hmm. And when you know, coastline family, like camp is happening. So as, as the two pastors who aren't going to camp, what would you say to the coastline congregant? who's like, oh, this is so fun. Like, how can I rally around our kids for camp? Yeah. Um, two, t- two initial thoughts. Um, one, 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 I want to give praise because I think we've already done it. Like, we've already had several adults step in and even young adults step yep. in and scholarship yep. to make sure kids can get to camp because camp is expensive. Yep. Um, and so shout out to kind of the generous hands of the Coastline family because so many people have stepped up. Uh-huh. I think that's that's really huge. Um, I do think one of the things that the family can rally around is to recognize that the students are a legitimate part of the family of Coastline. Um, they're not junior members. Like, they're whole members. And so if you see them in that way, then to you know, to be like, oh, great, they came back from camp, you see it as an opportunity as they're part of the family. Mm-hmm. And if part of your family went on vacation and you weren't part of it, what would you do? you would ask them about their trip. You'd ask them about vacation, right? Like, how did it go for you? What was big? What was significant? What did God do? What did your friends do? And I think showing interest is one of the the best ways that those of us that stay uh, can rally around the experience for our students to be able to ask and and show uh, an interest in, hey, what happened? You went, tell me some stories. Because I think not only living the stories, but our students learning how to tell the stories grows them. It reminds them of what happened. It reminds them. And it also, I mean, in a small way, not to make everything, you know, teaching, but in a small way, it teaches them how to live and tell, how to have an experience with God and then tell another person about it, um, which I think grows in them an ability for testimony. So we have a role as a family to be able to say, Hey, junior higher high schooler, you went to camp. Uh, what happened? You know, tell me, um, I, I, you know, here's a good question to ask. What was your favorite part? And what was the most surprising part? You know, something like that. And and I think it also is very honoring to the students to be able to say like, oh, wow, you, you really are a full member here of the family. Mm -hmm. So asking, following up, Hey, how was it? Yep. Tell me something surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I would just be excited because I think it's, it's been easy in the past in large churches to simply focus on what you're passionate about and what is ministry directly for you and forget about what happens to everybody else. But a coastline, simply, if you're not at camp but you're enthused about what's happening for kids, that itself changes the atmosphere and it helps kids know that this matters and they're cared mm-hmm. for. 
And that doesn't, I, I agree with Garrick. You should ask, you should do all those things. But even if you don't, even if you are just excited, that in, in and of itself will change how kids feel and they'll pick up on it. Yep. It's good. <clears throat> and pray. Yep. That's, you, that's a good one. <laughs> please pray for the kids. So. <laughs> I think this sp- year, maybe more than any. Yeah. Year. I think specifically like the COVID piece is real. Yep. And as we navigate, the rising cases in California and Hume is a camp that is serving all of California. You know, there's, there's a risk and everything we do has a risk attached to it. So being Mm -hmm. praying for that, but also like on my end, I would just say like my, my big hope for camp is culture. Like I hope that our students can come away feeling united. Um, and this is not a hard and fast rule, but I really believe that a good camp is like a year of small group meetings. Oh yeah. You have just a, a week together learning about each other, getting to know one one another, serving alongside one another, having fun with one another. And that does a lot for a culture. So I just pray that um, our students leave camp excited about the culture of Coastline Youth. I mean, Mm -hmm. that would be... That'd be really, really fun. And your kids are all going to camp, which is super fun. Um, Do you have any, like, advice to them if they're listening? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I think my advice... I'll just say it again. Stay up late, have fun with your friends, live it up. Yeah. Come back really tired. Get sick when you get back. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Come back. <laughs> nope. Have to detox off red vines. Nope. No, we're not wanting anybody Brush to get sick. Brush your teeth when you get home. It's fine. You don't need to do it up there. <laughs> Forget your deodorant. Live like a feral child and love your time up there. That'd be my Sweet. advice. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> live it up. Like, throw your Bibles in the lake. Live in the woods. <laughs> like, say do that. <laughs> But, but live in the woods would be cool. Ask, uh, ask Hunter if you could spend one night in the woods. That sounds like a great camp. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Garrick, any advice? Uh, we've said it all. Yeah. You know, take risk. Take risk. Take risk. Take risk. Get to know somebody you don't know. Play a game you normally wouldn't play. You know, it's, camp is a great opportunity to, and, and, it, and it dovetails what Sean's saying. Go after it. It's, it's the same message. Go after Go it. Go after it. I think that's good. Yeah. I think that's good. Uh, well, thanks guys for jumping in. I, again, I think we could, if we really sat down and like flushed it out, we could do a whole season on retreat and camp and all that fun stuff. But yeah. I'm excited for camp. Um, I got to get back to work. So yeah. <laughs> Hunter, thanks for taking them. It's going to be Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. And yeah. big thanks. And, to and a big staff. shout out too to the staff that's yeah. coming with you. Yeah. You know, huge time commitment mm-hmm. and we know they love the students. That's why they're going uh, just so they know we're praying for them. And it's, it's a really significant role they have. And I think they know yeah. it, but somebody outside their own circle needs to remind them of that. Yeah. And we're just really thankful for them and their involvement. Yeah. To, and I'll say this, uh, having done youth ministry for a long time and now having most of those kids be adults, it's crazy the conversations I have and the things that they remember right. that made a difference to them that felt meaningless in the moment. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That dinner, the small conversation, the way that you include have a profound impact on the way kids uh, see Christ and live with Him. And even I'd say this, for the kids who are not walking with the Lord, when they reflect back, they still see those as positive things that I think God's going to use as hooks to constantly try to draw them back to Him. So staff who are going, enjoy it all. It all matters. Yeah. I mean, well said. I could go on about how many <clears throat> friends I had who grew up at Impact or, you know, mm-hmm. doing camps and don't, they aren't Christians anymore, but you know, I tell them what I do and I tell them where I work and they say, do you guys still do Delta? Yeah. Or do you guys, like, like that was yeah. the funnest trip of my life. And, yeah. and, and it, it is true. And yeah. I love, I love what you said, pulling them back in. Yeah. Big shout out to the volunteer staff. Yeah. I was talking to a, a, one of our volunteer staff last night about um, volunteering at Coastline. 
and how, um, you know, some, some other ministries are starting to ask more as we start to meet and do more things. And the, the staff said, do you ever tell them like, what if I told you that sometimes you have to go to church once and then twice and then go on a bus and then live with students for five days and then have them text you 24 seven? Like, does that sound like a commitment you're interested in? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> you said yes. Like I didn't force you. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, thanks to the leaders. Thanks to the Coastline family. And yeah, the generosity means that we're going to go and everybody gets to go. Everybody's everybody's going to be there and it's going to be fun. So thanks, When guys. you come back, will you tell us on this podcast the best story 100%. that happened at camp? 100%. Yeah, there's no question. There's no question that there'll be a follow-up. I, I will say this. Best and worst story. Best I and worst like, story. I want the best thing that happened and then the, the craziest thing that happened. I will say this as we close. There, Especially if it involves my kids. <sighs> Speaking of your kids, there have been rumblings. You know, I have had many kids say, after camp, can we come on the podcast and talk about camp? Like, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had two or three students say that. Uh, And so, you know, going back and forth, but like the podcast service that we use has an app where you can just upload directly from your phone. Yeah. So check your podcast feed this week. Maybe there are going to be some dispatches from camp nice. <laughs> that oh, will annoy so you good. on your Spotify feed. <laughs> but we're, we're going to be maybe maybe broadcasting a little bit from camp. You can hear from them uh, in real time. But anyway, thanks, guys. Thanks, Coastline family. And uh, we'll see you at Hume. Yeah.